Do you have a hard time waiting, being patient, especially if you're waiting on something that you see in God's word to be fulfilled in your life? Like you're waiting for a spouse or a child, a healing or a job promotion. You know, whatever it is, waiting is hard, especially today in our fast-paced instant culture. We're conditioned to wanting things now. You know, we can easily try to take matters in our own hands and try to make something happen. But what if that still doesn't work? How do you not give up or quit believing? How do you trust God in the process? Well, today I want to give you hope and encouragement with the episode because I have my very close friend, Dr. Kathy Tagg, joining me to share her faith journey of waiting on God's promises to be fulfilled in her life, specifically to have children, where she waited many, many years. But God is faithful. So be encouraged today that waiting on the Lord, being strong and taking heart to know that He is so for you, God is faithful, and don't give up but you will see his promises fulfilled in your life. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. Today, I'm excited to have one of my very close friends, Dr. Kathy Tagg, on the podcast today. And you are going to be blessed by her story of faith. So many times people are waiting on God's promises to become their reality. And that process of waiting can be very challenging. You know, you can have a lot of obstacles coming your way. So I want to give you hope and encouragement today through my friend Kathy's testimony and also share what she is doing to help the body of Christ as well as fulfill her calling. So welcome, Kathy. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Laura. You know, I always enjoy spending time with you whenever we can spend time together. I know. We take it. We used to live together or not together, but live in the same city. <laughs> And then I moved and then I moved back to to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then now I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I'm not moving back to Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Now you'll have to move down to Florida, Kathy, for us to live nearby. I know to be in the same city again. That would be awesome. I, yeah, we'll see what God has to say about that. (laughs) God brought you into my life. I'll just say this first. God brought you into my life when we moved to Grand Rapids. And my twins were only two years old. You're a doctor of chiropractic. And I needed to have a new chiropractor in uh, this new city where I lived in Grand Rapids. And so God led me to you. And that just became this amazing journey of friendship. I I consider you and your family family to me and my Mm -hmm. family. Um, We've done a lot of life together. And God used you in a very integral way in my life. When, um, so I moved to Grand Rapids when we met in 2004 and then in 2000, at the end of 2005, 
I came into your office devastated and I needed an adjustment and I needed a life adjustment because <laughs> my husband had just told me he wanted to uh, get a divorce and I was devastated. And I said, I don't know where to go. And God just said, talk to Kathy. And you were the one that gave me uh, the counselor that really helped bring um, healing to me and to my husband and actually ultimately redeemed our and restored our marriage and we did not get divorced. So that's a big introduction of what you've done in <laughs> my life, but you are a doctor of chiropractic, but you're so much more than that. So why don't you tell us about where you are, but I really want to get into your story too. So um, okay. welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So my name is Dr. Kathy Tagg. And I am a chiropractor. I've been a chiropractor in Grand Rapids, Michigan for 20 years now. It doesn't even seem like that's possible at all, but it is. And um, yes, God has had a lot of um, divine connections uh, for me here. And you being a very special one of those divine connections. We've had a lot of life together, like you said. and you know, you had your obstacle course to get through, but I also had my obstacle course to get through Yeah, and we were able to encourage each other along the way and just be there for each other, which I think is just so precious. God is just so good with that. But, um, yeah, so I know a lot about health and I found myself, um, wanting to have family and, not able to get pregnant right away. And it actually took 16 years into our marriage before I was able to have my first child, my daughter. And so there was, that was a journey. That was a long journey. Uh, I have two children now and they are, my daughter will be 10 in September and my son is seven. And when I look at them, it, it's almost like all that weight, you know, 16 years, that's such a long time. It does seem like a long time. Uh, but when I look at them, I barely remember. I mean, I do remember, but the, the fruit of that weight, I get to look at every day. Mm. And I'm just so thankful because I'm, I'm on the other side of it now. Yeah. But for those that are not on the other side of it, whatever their weight may be, maybe it's children, maybe it's something else. Maybe, you know, they're believing for a certain healing or to be in a certain vocation or doing something else in life. And they have the strong desire in their heart, but yet things aren't moving forward like they would like. And so I'm basically here today just to encourage those that might still be in the waiting room. Yeah, that's such a thing that we, you know, we, we all have something that we have a deep longing and desire of our heart and it's a God desire. Mm -hmm. And how do you navigate? So I'd love to hear how did you and Tim, because you and Tim, how long have you guys been married? You and Dr. Tim? That's funny. Um, <laughs> that should be an easy question, right? That should be, so I'll, I'll do the easy thing. So 16 years into marriage and then faith will be 10 this year. So it'll be 26 years in July. 
Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, I had to do the math really quick. <laughs> Maybe I should edit that one out. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I, I think we all can relate. We like lose track after a while. Yeah. I know. It's so yeah. easy. I know. And, you know, and, and part of it was I was honored to walk that journey with you, but I was kind of in and out of your story because of my various moves uh, in and out of Grand Rapids. So I got to be there kind of in the beginning and then, you know, a little bit in the middle, but then in the end for sure. And, um, uh, what, so let's, let's go back to, you know, infertility and I can relate to, and I know many people can relate to struggling with infertility. For me, it was only four years, but it wasn't the 16, but what was it that, how did you hold on to hope? Because that's really what you had to hold on to was the promise yeah. of God. So walk me through, what did you and, and Dr. Tim do to really help you hold on and not have issues in your own marriage because that is a reality right. when you go through infertility so many people have issues or sure. if you know you've gone through miscarriages or whatnot um, that puts a lot of strain on the marriage and then how did you respond to people that would say you know just give up on a promise of god just go adopt just go do something else go right. do something in your own understanding to make that happen. Right. Well, so, you know, it's a journey and at first you can kind of go along and say, yep, this is my plan. And, you know, year after year, okay, well, it's not happening quite yet, but it'll happen. Right. You, you, <laughs> you kind of talk to yourself like it hasn't happened yet, but it'll happen. But then, you know, as time goes on and it's not happening, right. Um, then you kind of have to look at what your options are. And so, you know, being in the healthcare field, well, then it was like, okay, well, it's not happening according to schedule. So let's see, you know, what I can pull out of my basket, you know, of knowledge to see, well, well, how, what can we do to help this along? And so you go with everything like the world says you should look into. Right. And um, so we did things, we cleaned up our diet and we, you know, um, tried to be stress, you know, remove the stress out of the life because we were busy. We were building a practice and, you know, there's certain stresses to owning your own business when you first get in the saddle, so to speak. And, you know, we're looking at all these things, all these components. And um, we looked at all kinds of different healthcare motives, but we didn't feel like it was the, for us, we didn't feel like we wanted to go like the infertility clinic route. So we didn't, we didn't feel that God was leading us that way. And it was very expensive by the way. <laughs> right. Um, and we, um, we looked at acupuncture and that was key. There, all these things were key to, to our journey and getting healthier course, because, you know, you have the whole, um, not only do you have like chiropractic school and then getting out, you have this whole stressor of a, of a life that you have where you have to get things done. So then you can earn money so that you can buy things and you can, you know, have your life the way it should be. Right. <laughs> not necessarily, you know, we were, oh, we always had a place for God, but there was a certain point where we had to come to a point where we made him first place every single thing, not just, yes, we believe in God and yes, 
Jesus is our savior, but we came to a place where we had to make him Lord. So total surrender, really. It was a total surrender. Yes. And even with, you know, the acupuncture, it was great. And the acupuncture said, oh, you want to be pregnant? Great. You'll be pregnant in three months, you know, and, and I was, but then I miscarried. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was a disappointment, of course, but you know, looking back on it, you know, God will not share his glory with anybody. Like it was a total, it was a total God timing thing. It was totally him, right. That was orchestrating all of this. And so we had to come to a total surrender and we had to take God at his word and get to a place where we surrounded ourselves with believers that said, well, you know, um, you want children. Great. <laughs> you can have children. It's part of God's promise. Um, it's just, what do you have faith for? What do you have faith for? And so we went on a whole journey of learning the word more in depth and learning who God is, what his character, all, you know, everything about him, we were all in. And once we made that decision, once we took God at his word and said, no, you know what? this is for us. And we're going to take him at his word and we're going to believe for this. It was only like maybe two and a half years later in faith. We had faith. We well, literally had faith. Yeah. <laughs> it took your faith to get faith. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. And, and it was all, it was all natural where you did. Yes. Yes. So we didn't have any in vitro. We didn't have any. Um, I know that some um, couples choose to do like medications to encourage ovulation and things like that. Um, you know, one time I thought, well, maybe I'm just being stubborn and I'll go ahead and try some progesterone cream. And I did. And I was so sick. I said, if, if this is what this means, I can't do this. This is, is too hard. Right. Cause it wasn't, it was forcing my body to be a way that it wasn't wanting to be. And so yeah, then it was just a total surrender. Wisdom, right? You're not going to go and, you know, eat Taco Bell and McDonald's every, you know, <laughs> every meal, right? You're, there is some wisdom with what you choose to put in or, your body, right? It is God's temple. But so there was wisdom along with God's word. And that's what we focused on. And then we just dug our heels in the sand and said, you know, whenever I would get down, he would, Tim would remind me, you know, what God said. And he can be trusted. And, and we just held on to that until the promise came to pass. You know, that's so awesome of, you know, you have, like you said, you're on this other side of it, but I know there's so many people who are going through it and have, you know, personally gone through my own journey of the infertility and waiting. And you, you said a couple of different things that are so important. Um, there's a principle in the Bible called first the natural, then the spiritual. So naturally, you went through the process of, okay, because we're a spirit, soul, and body, and we have to take everything in whole health, right? So you looked at what are you doing naturally to help support your own body getting pregnant, yes. but then you also had to look at what are my beliefs, because I can't do something that I don't have um, a belief for, for me and the direction I am to go, or we are to go, it might be great for someone else, but you can't violate that leading. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And there's, you know, 
there's a quote that says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. <laughs> you have to, yeah, you have to believe that there, it's possible first, right. right? So you had to really establish your heart in certain areas of not only, um, you had to walk through that process, like you said, the journey, but then it came to the point of what do you really believe? And part of it was you just didn't know some of the, the biblical aspects that was going to help you really have faith because you hadn't established right. part in those truths yet because mm -hmm. you had a wrong view of God and you didn't understand your identity and authority in Christ. So you were kind of just waiting for things to happen versus, no, this is what God's word says. This is his character. This is his promise that we are to be fruitful and multiply. So God, what is our next step? So really you were starting to then partner with God. You weren't making faith work, but what right. you're doing is you were really establishing your heart and this is who God is. He is so for us and we are his kids and this is what he has for us. We just need to walk this out with him. Would that be right? That's right. Right. Because God is not our genie, right? <laughs> we have our wish list, but he's not, you know, okay, you do, you know, this amount of prayer and this, you know, amount of fasting, and then you're going to get a result. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. We're talking, we're talking about knowing him and knowing who we are as his child. And that, like you said, he only wants good things for us. Right. But we just have to know, we have to do, we have to search him out. We have to seek him out in order to find these treasures. Well, and like you said, you really started putting God first, seek him first, Yes, right? His ways and all these other things are added. And so what you really did was getting into that deep, intimate relationship with him, which brought you and Tim together even, and yes. also helped you not get in that trap of disappointment because that's such a big paralyzer as well as causing division in your marriage, those disappointments. Yes. Well, and it's very easy. You know, look, I'm a chiropractor, but I focused on, you know, pediatrics and pregnant moms. Yeah. So it's in my face every single day, right? Yeah. This person got pregnant, right? And they're, you know, five years younger than me, 10 years younger than me, right? Fine. That's great. But um, you can't get caught up in everybody else's details. You can't be distracted by, oh, it happened for this one. And then, you know, you always have people that come along and they want to focus on the negative and they'll say, well, I know someone that it just never happened for. <laughs> and, you know, just don't just prepare your heart because if it never happens for you, then you won't be disappointed kind of thing. Right. And so <laughs> you have to learn to filter that out and not hold on to that. And, and, you know, people can be well-meaning, you yes. know, they, they can be very well-meaning and they can say, oh, you know, you're not able to have your own. So, you know, you should really consider adopting because there are so many children that need good homes. And they're right. There are so many children that need good homes, but that's not the issue. The issue is, is that we didn't feel like God was calling us down that route. And to force something, you know, is to force something. <laughs> you get the fruit of forcing it. And sometimes that fruit turns out to be bad fruit. 
yeah, it's a work of the flesh of your own understanding and making something happen. So, yes, you know, and I think that's a big part of uh, not allowing people, even with their good intention, to persuade your heart. And so that's, again, going back to you had to establish your heart. It wasn't just having a mindset. Right. It was, no, we are so we have such a resolve that we know that we know this is for us. And what it was is it is it, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But it really came faith came by actually to having other people speak life into you to say, yes, you can yes. have God's promises. So it's that body working together to encourage and strengthen. And you and Tim had each other to, to um, co-labor with, so to speak. So um, that's all very, very important. And then also, like, I'm just reminded of Hebrews 12, too, where it says, you know, we're to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and that we are to um, cast all of our care over onto him and examine anything that's trying to weigh us down and give it to him and receive his life and truth. And we inherit the promises through faith and patience. And so that is where I think so many people get discouraged is it's seed time. And then (laughs) (laughs) yes, time is very dragged out there for sure. And, you know, one of the encouraging things that helped me also is when I looked at the word, I wasn't the first um, woman to have to wait on children. And in fact, that started very early on. You can find that in Genesis, right? Isaac prayed very hard so that Rebecca (laughs) would have kids. They didn't have kids right away, right? And then she gets twins. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. But I, you know, I think I want to say it's been a a little bit since I looked at that story, but I want to say it was like 20 years that they waited to have, you know, Jacob and Esau. So just saying, like, if you look into, you know, we read the Bible, like, okay, this happened, this happened, but sometimes between, you know, this verse and that verse, it was years. Yes. Yes. Right. We have to realize that just because we read the sentence right next to each other, that it didn't just happen just like that. Right. And then of course, you know, Sarah, right. How old was she? Yeah. She's like 90. Right. When she had Isaac. Yeah. And so I kept on telling myself, I kept encouraging myself. I'm like, you know what? If God can give a child to a 90 year old woman, mm-hmm. I am not 90 years old. I got plenty <laughs> of time. Like I would have to talk to myself this yeah. way. Yeah. Right. To just be like, no, this, if it happened once, guess what? It could happen again. Not that I want to be 90 years old having a child, <laughs> but I, I, I use that as like, wow. You know, that was Abraham. He, he had the promise of God and yeah, he didn't have the, the fruit of that right lickety split. He had to wait. Right. And that's where we have the comfort of the scriptures. That's what the Bible says, that they comfort us. And we've got the Holy Spirit who is our comforter, but it also, we are to stir ourselves up. We're to strengthen ourselves and to catch when we're going into that cycle of despair or discouragement. And that's why we have to reach out and we need those friendships. And that's what I know for you. And you've been such a great encourager for me when times where like everything looked bleak 
to just speak life into me and encouragement and then just to give me a hug sometimes, you know, <laughs> to, be, uh, yeah. to be there for me. And tell me about how then, so Isaac, so how did that come about for, because you had faith and then tell me about your, your journey with getting Isaac. Well, with, with Isaac, we were like, okay, great. We've got our daughter and <clears throat> yeah, we're enjoying that. And we just, Isaac was pretty easy because <laughs> we weren't preventing anything. Right. But we were like, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, um, I do know that again, God had his hand in it just at the right time. Faith was born on nine 11. And then she was, whatever, if you give a whole bunch of weight to due dates, yeah. her original due date was uh, September 28th. Hmm. So she came a little early. Yeah. All right. And then with Isaac, he was born on March 11th <laughs> and he was supposed to be like a February 28th baby. Hmm. So we... <laughs> Faith came a little early. Isaac came like, okay, Isaac, let's time to get out now. Yeah. Um, but it was, it just like yelled out God's providence even more because to me, I'm like, okay, I have both of my babies are on the 11th. Yeah. And that just was very special for us. And, you know, they both have their own stories, which I, through my book, Birthright, yeah, I right. I, I tell that in, um, I try to encourage moms um, today or ladies that are thinking about having kiddos, what they should know before they get themselves into that scenario. And I tell the story about how God showed up in both of my births for Faith and Isaac. So let's talk about that because you wrote a book uh, a year ago and published, it just got published several, this spring, right? Or this um, past November. Yeah. Oh like right before Christmas. I know it's already quick That's like right. that, right? I know. Today's June. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, but I remember reading your manuscript, uh, a year ago and yeah. just the profound wisdom that you have, it's called birthright and you help women with understanding. They have different options with giving birth. It doesn't have yeah. to be just the traditional hospital route. And so what I love is you empower moms and dads both to know everything that is available to them. Also how to stand on God's word. So if they're believing for a baby, you yes. give them the comfort of the scriptures and you walk through biblical examples. And so just a wealth of, of knowledge. What, what would you like to say? You know, my listeners are all various backgrounds and so forth, but what would you say that would encourage them in that? Well, so, you know, we're talking about birth and birth is really new beginning. And so if you are in the waiting room on something unrelated, maybe it's not having babies, but maybe it's waiting for a certain life event to happen. <clears throat> I would say that even though it's not directly related to what you're waiting for, the whole concept of birthing something and having a new beginning and being able to trust God in that new beginning and his timing, um, it's worth the read because it doesn't just apply to physically having babies. Right. It applies to anything that we birth for the kingdom, right? Because you said it has to happen uh, spiritually first and then it can happen in the natural. Yeah. yeah. 
And what I love about your book is that you really do give hope for people and help them walk through the process and know that God's word is true, but there is that timing and different situations and how to partner with him to have what he promises in his word. Absolutely. Yes. It's <laughs> right. I mean, there's, there's things in life. There's the journey that we walk through and we have different seasons and to recognize, you know, are we ending one season and going into another? Um, what are the promises that he has for us? One of the things that once I really got a hold of taking God at his word is I really got rid of the religious thought of, oh, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to bother God. <laughs> I'm pretty blessed compared to most people, right? Um, I'm just going to do my thing and only check in with him when I really need to check in with him. And that once I really understood who I was, my identity in Christ and everything that he had for me, now I'm just like, I want everything that God has for me. And I'm pursuing that a hundred percent because it's so much better than what I could have ever come up with on my own. And just the awe that I continue to have when he shows up in my day or makes it very um, evident that that was a blessing that could only come from him. I just want more. I want all that he has for me. I'm going to be greedy like that. <laughs> because you're his child and he has given you the kingdom and he wants it, but it, it's in that partnership. And that's what I love too. What you've done with Isaac and faith is you have now um, brought them into a whole different way of living because of your journey, because of your experiences, they get to be not only the fruit of your womb, but the fruit of yours and Tim's journey with the Lord and discovering. And now they get to start at a, a new higher level in their, in their faith journey. Yes. And so, you know, some of the mistakes that I've made or, um, you know, things that I didn't understand, they're going to be so far ahead of that where they won't have to necessarily deal with that stuff. One of the um, things that they like to just talk about is, oh, when I was in your tummy and did you know this? And, you know, I remember when I was going through the miscarriage, right? And um, Tim went outside and he was just processing everything and just got quiet and prayed. And he, he heard the Holy Spirit say, when you have a daughter, name her Faye. Mm. And um, that comes up, like we tell the kids these stories. And so they're, because we tell them parts of our journey that involved them when they really didn't know what was going on, they purposely look for God. Or they will give credit to God when something comes up where they're like, oh, that's God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty precious. Yeah. And, and that's worth that. That's part of that reward, too, of you enduring those tribulations, right? Your time, you like what you were talking about before. Oh, 16 years was no big deal. It was, but it wasn't. It was just a temporary light of affliction, like Paul talks about. We're like, what are you talking about? But right. And I, 
yeah, I totally understand when it says, you know, where Jacob worked for Rachel and then he got deceived Yeah, and he's like, oh, but it was, it just seemed like a couple of days. I can't remember exactly how they say it, but he, he, it just made light of the amount of time he waited yeah. for Rachel because he was, it's worth it. It was worth it. Well, and, and just you now with, with both of you being parents, your kids get the benefit through the struggles you went through because your character was being developed to where now you can be whole people in raising them and they get to glean from that. And that's such a beautiful, and that's where I can look back too now that, you know, when Fred and I were going through the worst, our kids were only three and, you know, you were right there in the, in the mix of that to see that God will turn what the enemy meant for evil. God will turn for good and will be, God works for us. And it all doesn't matter what we've gone through. We went through it and now we get to reap the harvest of those tears. Right. And so um, that's the beauty for ashes that I love that only the Lord can do. Yes. No, no, no one else can do that. So Kathy, is there anything else that you would encourage people for to, you know, how do you endure with patience? How do you, uh, what would be anything encouraging that you would say to our listeners that whether they're going, whatever they're going through, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a family situation or anything, what would you encourage them with? Well, I would say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And all these things will be at right given to you prioritize, make sure that God's first place, I'm not trying to get religious here. I'm just saying, however you find time for God, whether it's right in the morning, some point of the day, just carve out time for him to where you can be quiet, whether, whatever it is, even if it's 15 minutes, whether you read the word, whether you're quiet, whether you pray, um, I would encourage them to do that. And I would encourage them to not get so serious as well. Like laughter is the best medicine, so to speak, find a way to lighten up the thoughts because you can, you can just beat yourself up right between your ears. You really can. And so, you know, balance it. Yes. Lord, what are you saying to me? I want to hear it. I don't want to miss anything. You're not going to let me miss anything, but at the same time, embrace your day because there's blessing in that too and find something good to focus on because that good thing is from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And that gratitude, you know, someone had said something to me long ago that they said, Lori, I thank God every day that things are as good as they are for me. And I thought, you know, that's just Mm -hmm. wisdom right there. Yeah. When we just have such a grateful heart, it shifts our focus to one on on what we don't have, but what we do have and how we are, how we see. And what I'd always encourage people. And when I did this with our boys, like what you do with, with faith and Isaac, how did you see God show up today? What did he do that just showed his goodness and kindness and love towards you? So you're training yourself, you're training your kids to see God in everything you do, because we're created in his image and his likeness and to have that intimate relationship with him. And it just really helps take your focus on seek his face and not his hand. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, so how can people connect with you, Dr. Kathy? Well, people can find me. I'm at um, kathytag.com. So it's Kathy with a C, C for 
chiropractic, C for Christian, C for Christ. <laughs> a lot of people try to put K. Kathy's oh. <laughs> so com, and you can find out more about my book birthright um and other ways to connect to um just what we have to offer through our clinic as well so that would be the best way and you are still by far the best chiropractor i have ever had <laughs> Well, I'll take that as a compliment. There's always someone better. <laughs> Even Fred says, uh, no one could get my lower back like Dr. Kathy. So he, he's anxiously waiting when he gets to see you in a few weeks when he goes back to Michigan. Um, but on a, that's on a fun note. And again, yeah, laugh, being making sure that you're taking time to laugh. But I will have all of that in the show notes. So I just encourage everyone to reach out to utilize um, Dr. Kathy's resources and just an information. And would you pray, Kathy, for anyone that, um, you know, two things come to mind for me, uh, anyone that is believing for maybe they need a miracle in their body, but they're believing for a child of their own or some other promise of God. But I know specifically there's an anointing for you with, with birthing babies, um, but also anyone that is, is clinging to a promise and waiting on a promise of God, would you just pray for them right now to receive? Absolutely. Only Father, we are just so thankful, thankful for all you are, thankful for all that you've given us. Lord, I know that there's people listening today and they are in the waiting room. They so desperately want their own child um, their own family. And that desire comes from you, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that anything that comes against that desire or makes them doubt, Father, I just ask you to clear their mind and give them total peace and shalom. Peace and shalom over their hearts and their minds. That there's nothing missing, nothing broken. When they have trouble believing for your promises, Lord, help them find what it says in your word. Show them who you are through your word and help them to remember. Help them to remember your word and your promises. And so I cast out all doubt in the authority of Jesus' name. And I just invite and encourage the promise of God to manifest in the lives of the listeners, all things are possible with God. Father, I just thank you for the precious listeners. I pray that even today, you give them just a God wink to show them that you do hear them and that you can be trusted. And we just thank you right now. We thank you and praise you, Lord. For the promise, because it will come to pass. And you are a glorious and good God. In Jesus' name, amen. And yes, all the promises of God are yes in Christ and amen in Christ. So I agree. Well, thank <laughs> you, my friend. I love you so much. I thank you for your, your testimony. I praise God for who you are and Tim and Faith and Isaac and 
you know, you are our family and I just continue to pray God's abundant blessings over you. And oh, we love you too. <laughs> and we will see you. Uh, I'll see you in hopefully in a month. So when I come back to Michigan for a little trip, so. Sounds great. Thank you, my friend. Friend, I hope this podcast has blessed you. And now here is a way that you can really bless me in return. First of all, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And then go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a written review along with a five-star rating. This not only encourages me to keep going and producing these episodes, but it makes it possible for others to learn about this podcast as well. Then go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or your review and then share it on your Instagram and Facebook stories and make sure you tag me at Lori K. Snyder so then I can share you and my stories and then we can just be social together. Together we can reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and this podcast helps make that possible to fulfill the Great Commission. Thank you so much and God bless.